This is um, freelance well, pretend. Uh, I'm starting now. <laughs> what? I'm going to start in five minutes. The life of the actor, it never ends. That's why you listen to Freelance Pretend with Missy Pyle and Chris Grace and friends. This is Freelance Pretend. My name is Chris Grace. Oh, I'm, my name is Missy Pyle. Yes. What was your, um, oh, hey, how do you do that? We're recording remotely. Yes, we're recording through a company called Riverside FM. Is that what you're asking? This, How do we this, do? this podcast is brought to you by Riverside FM. It's really not, because I'm paying them. Oh. So, <laughs> it's brought to you by me. How much are you paying? How much do you have to pay? Well, this is a trial. <laughs> uh. If we like the way it works, we'll keep it. And then how much is it, like? 10 bucks a month? Yeah, something like that. It's not too bad. Okay. Why don't we I, ask I mean, our listeners to support us for $10 yeah. a month? I, um, I think we should probably show some ability to put out a consistent product <laughs> first before we... I'm going to go right away and ask for help. Just financial. Right. <laughs> Let's do a GoFundMe yeah, immediately for ask. every week of this podcast. And let's ask for help. Okay, sounds good. You know what's hard about being an actor, um, I find, is like, um, especially as I, as you get older, is like, there's no fucking schedule. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is really hard. Your your life doesn't have any routine like, to it. No fucking routine. Or you do have a routine, you get into it, and then you got to go and do something else, and then you come back, and then you're like, fuck that routine. What was that routine? Oh, fuck it. This is a good, this Let's is something go. I've been meaning. One of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast with you, mm-hmm. my friend Missy Pyle, I, we wanted to get. Some, we went to college. Chris, we went to college. You don't have together. to lean. <laughs> it's not like the person is like. Well, I, my mic is very. Um, it has a very short tripod. I know, but if you do that, you get handling noise. Oh. <laughs> I would like some handling noise. Uh, yes, Missy and I went to college together. We both got BFAs from the North Carolina School of the Arts, and I'm saying that in Missy's preferred nomenclature. That's my preferred nomenclature. Thank you. Is it nomenclature or no men? Oh, the patriarchy. Uh, ugh, fucking patriarchy. Nomenclature. <laughs> nomenclature. Oh. It's a nomen culture. Yes. If only North Carolina School of the Arts was a nomen culture. Ugh, if only. Yeah, we both went there. Uh, we got our BFAs in drama. And mm-hmm. uh, Missy has had a successful acting career since, and I've had a mildly successful one for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nah, true. That's not... You've had a very successful Well, career. I've had a career that, like, if I stopped now, I'd be like, I mean, it's more than I thought I would have. And, I'll, and, <laughs> and you know, we don't have that many people from, from the general, like, five-year period that we were in college. Not many people are still doing it. Who's still doing it? Venom's Venom still doing Foster, it, right? Foster, our friend, our Broadway star friend, uh, Avery. Oh, Avery, Avery Glimpse is still doing it. Kath, and he's directing. Catherine Dent is still. Or these are all future guests of the show, I'm sure. Oh, five uh, and then of episodes. course, of course, lots of people after us. Yes, have been way more successful. <laughs> Who's the most successful graduate other than us? Other than Obviously. Us, probably Mary Louise Parker is up there. What's his name who played... Um, Terrence Mann is up there. Terrence Mann. Joe, who played, of course, Joe Mantello. Joe Mantello. Who played... 
Was it Beethoven or Mozart? Uh, it was Tom Holtz who played Tom Holtz played Mozart in what was that movie called? Uh, that was called Saving Private Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I, Chris and I were just discussing beforehand. I was like, um, I've always been like, you know, a person who like imbibes in alcohol. Um, from and and then he says he never, never really. No, it's not really a thing of mine. And and I so I I that that's another reason I'm doing this podcast with you because I think your brain is better at calling <laughs> things. Although that last one was for sure. Oh, so the reason do I, you remember what the movie was that he did? Well, Amadeus. Oh right. See, I don't remember. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. No, I'm not. <laughs> Wolfgang, because uh, that's his name, Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> yes. I'm not joking. I'm not. <laughs> I thought you were I'm making not, a I, joke. <laughs> no. I'm not, I also have a six-year-old, so, yeah, so you're um, my brain is. And this morning she told me, um, I've been working in New Orleans. I came home. I snuck home for the weekend mm-hmm. and just to spend time with her. And this morning she was like, she couldn't get her fingers in her Elsa glove, which she wanted to wear, which was in the garage. So we had to like go to the garage, open the bucket, get the Elsa gloves out. And then she was like, couldn't get it, that little finger out. You know how gloves kind of get stuck? Yes. The and then she was like, reversed. I the finger gets reversed. She's like, I hate it and I hate you. And then she, and I was like, you were like, I am not eating beignets for this is what you thought. I know, right. I could be fucking having some, a beignet and a nice um, cafe au lait. So uh, one of the reasons I did want to start this podcast was you mentioned not having a routine or a schedule. Oh Christ. Actually, yes. I'm not totally sure if this is right or not, but my memory is that you haven't had a have i mean you probably have been a series regular but like you you haven't had the thing of like i'm a regular on like a multicam uh and no. i've just got the most set schedule i could possibly have I, and by cl- to clarify series regular means that you are how would you describe this you're you're rich <laughs> that you're that you're a regular character on the series yeah. well that's not true it's really not true i mean it it has to be a hit show yeah. Probably on network, which is almost network is like ABC, CBS, NBC, um, UPN. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, series regular means you have like a contract to uh, be in a lot of episodes, and I mean for the most, I mean I think it's changing now, but you get paid whether or not you're in the episodes. That's definitely not true. Yeah, if it's part of your contract. Well, if you if you're scheduled for thirteen yeah. out of thirteen, and, um, you are. But mo- it used to be twenty two episodes for prime time, which is like, and then they go into residual. You get residuals so like people and friends. I mean, like they're rich or, or how I met your mother. What's the closest you've you've gotten to that situation? Um, I did do. I've done three series four three series regular roles that have like. In, in like 30 <laughs> years, <laughs> 28 years. I was on, a, but one was YouTube. I was on a show called um, mm. Impulse and we did two seasons, but they don't really, I mean, I think I've made, I think I got a residual check finally and it was like, I got like 30 cents an episode. <laughs> the residual and check then was I just did a, a list of YouTube recommendations. <laughs> yeah, you'll love these. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then I did one for, I was on The Soul Man with um, Nisi Nash and Cedric oh. the Entertainer. Their final season. And I've made about $100 in residuals. Nice. Moving up. And I was like in 10 out of 13. Thank you. 
Thank you. Um, but I did like, I've done like, I did, before I got a show that actually went to series, but like my first pilot I got, I got fired from. Mm-hmm. And it took me like four or five years to actually book a pilot. Then I finally booked it. And then I did like 11 pilots and none of them went to. Wow, that's. To uh, series. So, uh, wow, that must be very frustrating. <laughs> It was pretty frustrating. And I remember once I tested for like seven and I didn't get any of that. I mean, it used to be pretty yeah. crazy. So, uh, I mean, a, it's, it's a little a pilot, different now. It, so what's crazy about uh, television is that, and it, it, it does seem like it's changing now because now there are some things where they're just like, we're going to just make the series. But but right. it is crazy in television that the, the networks can't kind of figure out what they want to make unless they see it. <laughs> So they have everybody go make like the first episode of their show and put full product. Uh, they spend so much money on those millions of dollars. And like I re- back in the day, I mean, they would do they don't really do so much anymore, but they would do, I don't even know, 20 pilots and then pick yeah. up three or four. And then they what what my, my understanding is that they would also like bring in a test audience, bring them into a room where they would watch it and they would have like a toggle, like a little a tuner yes, dial. Yes, like those political debate like you things. Like they... in your car, right? And it would be like zero to, I don't know, I'm going to say 10. And like if you liked it, you go yep. to 10. If you didn't like it, you go to yeah, zero. And, the, and then that's how they You have one of those design. in your car because you rate the other people driving around you. You're like... That's right. That's right. I don't like this bumper sticker, negative five. Fuck you. But and then I, and then I hit them <laughs> right. with my car. The thing you're talking about <laughs> toggling back and forth is your steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, um, I mean, they spend like half a million dollars on like fifteen things that they just they just never use. I always wonder like where those go. I want, I you know, I'd love to see. I I love seeing the when occasionally like a network will air some pilots that they didn't use. I love seeing this. I think there should be. We should reach out through this podcast and have everybody who's ever made a. They should just be a. There should be a pilot channel. Maybe that that's what we should do. Amazing for our side that hustle. Our, and we'll just our side play pilots. Starting a network. A television network. Yeah. I mean, it could be a, you know, a YouTube channel. I, I would love to see that. I mean, I wish these actually streaming services like Paramount or Peacock would like have those on there. Uh, but I. That would be fun. You know, it would be a fun thing we could do. So we do. Ser- this is what we should do. We should do a series um, where or somebody should do this <laughs> where you. You show like 10 pilots and then everybody votes on the one that they oh. like the best. And then they should try to actually get those actors and then make a series out of it. No matter how long it's been. <laughs> and who, how many of them, right. how many of them the are dead. The one that wins is like, <laughs> like the Golden Girls prequel. And they oh, like, great. Oh well. well, maybe within the last I mean, five years. Amazon sort of did that um, with that round of shows they had that was called... I think. It was like Alpha House, which was like a political show. I want to say there was one called like Betas. They did um, that with a. Oh, I did a pilot programs. called the. Um, yes, yeah, it was a um, uh, animated. And they had people vote. I can't remember what it was called. I believe. Yeah, people voted, and they didn't vote on my show. Nobody ever votes on my shows. <laughs> it, well, it was amazing back then. The first round of like Amazon TV shows, they didn't look the best, like. Takes, takes a while, a while. takes time. Um, so anyway, that's what people are going to say about this podcast. We're that when this show started, it wasn't the best. But <laughs> but I immediately donated to their GoFundMe on episode one, 
Um, well, I was, what I meant, I wanted to bring that up because it is it is kind of discombobulating to not have a regular schedule, and now you have a kid, and it mm-hmm. must be, I mean, that's chaotic in its own way, I'm sure. So, I mean, this is the time that you want to yeah. get a How I Met Your Mother type. <laughs> oh, I would give anything to be on How I Met Your Father yeah, right now. Regular and just show up like a day job. Oh, it would be so wonderful. Cl- I would be so pleased. You clock in and clock out. I feel like those shows, they... And they live in LA. They, they tend not to really go into crazy hours. Is it a... They... Is it a... Are they sitcoms? Yeah, it's a... Are they, I mean, yeah, I'm not sitcoms, but you know. Multi-camera. Multi. Multi-camera, traditional sitcom. I'm just explaining all the terms. Should we, um, whenever we have like a, a buzzword, should we go ding, 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 multi-camera? Multi-camera is a show shot with multiple cameras. <laughs> what an explanation that was. I think it's so interesting that there are things, they're just traditions we have, which is if it's multi-camera, it's gen- I guess because a multi-camera you can shoot like a play, so you can have people watch it in a palatable way. Whereas a single camera is shot like a film, and I guess if an audience was there, they'd be bored a lot of the time because they'd just be watching you move lights and oh my God, change yeah. locations. My very first commercial I ever shot um, was a promo for Comedy Central, and in it there was a special uh-huh. effect where an air conditioner was supposed to fall on me and kill me. And so the way they do that is they, you know, they shoot the video of me there. Then I I leave, they shoot it, and they slowly lower the air conditioner. And then they use some magic to, you know, sort of mesh those frames together. But what I didn't realize was that on a break, I was just walking around the set. And it was like an office copy room set. And I was just looking at stuff like papers and pens and staplers and stuff that were on the shelf as part of the art direction and i was just like picking stuff up looking at it and they were like you can't do it we shot a plate of that which means like they shot a still image of the background so that they could use it for special effects and i was moving stuff around i don't know why on a break i was just on the set lounging (laughs) well i mean this was your first job but I think it, it is kind of fun, like, um, to go around and look at stuff that they've done. And then, and like, the thing is, actor, when you're an actor on a set, uh-huh. they have um, PAs that follow you around, like, like, like toddler daycare. You mean they follow you around to, like, make sure you're taken care of? <laughs> yes, yes. But also to make sure you don't go anywhere, to make sure you don't, like, bother things on the set. Like, they literally, like, have an eye on you so that you're not... Um, disrupting the flow of the filming. Interesting. You know, to make sure that, like, who's got eyes on Missy or who's got eyes on Chris. Well, Chris like, is often, Chris is often 10-1. Ding, ding, ding. 10-1, another technical term. What does 10-1 mean? 10-1 means I'm going to the bathroom. Why is it 10-1? It's like 10-4, good buddy. It's part of that code. 10, I'm going 1. Trucker code or something. 10-1 is P? Are you only allowed to P? I don't if know. Do it's a, maybe it's a 10-2. Well, I don't know. I mean, what does ten four mean? I think that means you um, you went to an all you can eat buffet the night before, <laughs> from ten p.m. to four a.m. I was just thinking you have a lot coming out of your body. Oh, 
<laughs> no, but I'm saying uh, truckers but on the freeway, they'll say 10 for good buddy. That's They're what I'm saying. saying like, I'm, I'm, cur- it's me, it's I'm currently shitting in my car. <laughs> my, in the cab of my truck. If you're a trucker, do you think you you have like a little, like this mostly men who are truckers. Mm. If you're peeing the bottle while you're driving. I must have, but I don't have a recollection. Because I don't understand. I mean, I can't think of one, when I would need to, where, where I couldn't just pull over. But <laughs> I got to let my cat in. And I, I don't mean that as a euphemism. I mean... My cat's meow- my cat's meowing at the door. <laughs> well, we were talking right. about trucker Where code, but now I've looked up a trucker ten code, and uh, it doesn't seem <laughs> like it's the same thing. Doesn't make sense. Well, I looked up. Uh, okay, what doesn't so, make sense? I missed that. Uh, we had a little break where Missy let her cat in, and I looked up the the, the ten code. Ten four means acknowledgement. Okay. So that makes sense. You're driving in a truck. Hey, I'm going to do this 10-4, good buddy. 10-4, but why 10-4? Why not like 317 or Angel Hearts? So 10-0 is caution. But according to this, on on this list, 10-1 is unable to copy change location. Well, I mean, you are changing. You are not able to copy. You're gone to the bathroom. Uh, so that's what 10-1 means. So... um. Can I suggest, so my friend was um, listening to our podcast and he was like, you know, it would be cool is if you guys talk about when you've had failures and what you've done when you've failed. And I was wondering, because I think that's really interesting uh, because uh, as actors, are you okay for me to talk about that now or did you want to continue talking (laughs) about single cameras? I think people will be interested in all of this. Um, Like what you've done when you haven't worked or you've not gotten a job. And to me, like... um, like, what, what do you do? Like, what have you done? And there was a time when I didn't work for a year. Um, unfortunately, I was living with somebody else uh-huh. who was able to help me pay the bills, um, who I had to give sexual favors to. But listen, it's kind of like prostitution as well. Toddler daycare and it prostitution. Sounds, I mean, it doesn't sound like prostitution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, It is prostitution? Yeah, it seems very close to it. Well, we were in a relationship. And what Uh, relationship isn't, on some level, prostitution? Well, I like, whenever I have sex with somebody, I do tell them, hey, I just did you a favor. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. (laughs) A sexual favor. Right, right. You know what? Let me just uh, bestow upon you my body. What can I say except you're welcome? (laughs) That's what you do, right? As you're... Moonwalking out of the room. Do you know Moana? Yes. The movie? Oh, Personally, okay. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, me too. We're really close. Uh, That's the other I, thing with it. Go ahead. My favorite thing from that is the shining. But you just like him as an actor a lot, I bet. Who? Oh, Jermaine Clement? Yeah, I bet you I do love him. No, I don't know him. Have you worked with him? No, I've never worked with him. He's amazing. I don't like to work with Australians or Kiwis. Oh, just, I was going to say, it's cool because he's New Ze- from New Zealand. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I don't... I've worked I don't... with... I'm going to name random um, Southern Hemisphere actors. Okay. Until we find one that you've worked with. Okay. Nicole Kidman. Nope. Chris Hemsworth. Nope. Um, Naomi Watts. That goes with all the Hemworths. Okay. Hemworths. 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 Uh, That's like if you have Hemworths and... 
Yeah, Hemworts is like if you Hemworts. go to uh, if you're if you're a wizard in Sydney, I'm going to Hemworts School of Wizardry. <laughs> I feel like Hemwards would be a bad name for this podcast. It would be? It'd be a bad name, Hemwards. Yes, I think I think that would be a bad <laughs> name for this podcast. Uh, can you think of anyone Australian you've worked with? There must have, I mean, also, they have very good American accents in general. So I know, you, it's you very upsetting. And you I'm actually just known. envious and, and mad at them. Yeah, because Australians are... Um, First of all, they're very good at American accents. Yeah. They generally have this, like, healthy aura All Australians, by the way. Are good. Right? Yeah, not just the actors. Not just the actors. Um, they, they, I will say, many of the, especially the ones that want to be actors that come to America, have a very healthy, like, physically fit aura to them. Yes. I feel like, too, um, America is kind of like a place that's, not healthy or physically fit, and I don't mean like physically. I think that's I mean, true too, but like, but like a com- a country like the UK, the people that come from the UK are not necessarily like jocks, but like, no, they're they're just as emotionally and physically as uh, decrepit and broken Australians down as we are. But are like, the Australians do like seem they like fit they... into LA really well. I think. They do, and they're just, they're healthier. I feel like they, I have a, you know, maybe they're, they did, I feel like they, if they're anywhere outside of Sydney, they probably have come across some kind of deadly uh, animal that has tried to kill them. So they maybe have a little bit of like, uh, more, Sarah um, Snook resilience. from Succession. She's Australian. Is she, I didn't, you know who I have worked with? I've worked with, um, I have worked with an Australian. He's not. Ben, Ben, Benny. Oh, Ben Ben Lawson. Ben Lawson. Wait, is he in Bloodline? No. You know Ben Lawson? Ben Lawson is an Australian (laughs) actor. He played Fraser Yates in the soap opera Neighbors. Oh. Oh, he's in Firefly Lane. He just starred in Firefly Lane. Ben Lawson is an Australian actor. He's in Firefly Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Lane. Firefly Lane. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, our Australian accents Firefly are equally Lying. as good, and we're both classically trained actors. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, honestly, that um, that we are so much less See, now, I, yes, I agree. Accent. I mean, I I, Australian, I think it's hard. South African Australian? is quite hard. Yeah. I, I, in my opinion... <laughs> And Boston. Right. The three foreign countries we most often play. Um, (laughs) I think, and I think I'm in a minority opinion of this, I think that, like, American and British, we're both sort of equally poor at each other's accents. Because I think the general consensus is, like, oh, British actors are so good at doing American accents. And I do not find that to be the case. (laughs) And I know that we suck at British accents. I feel like British is, is fucking easy. <laughs> I mean, that's what that I think. That's the problem is we all think that, and then they hear us and they're. That's right. I mean, come on. Is there any way that I am not? <laughs> I mean, is British there any right way now? that I'm not British right now? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, you sounded just like Ricky Gervais when you said that. I was like, oh my god. More on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, Gervais. the problem is that ours. We keep uh, so like. If we keep shifting, right, like we start quite in a certain way and then we go end up top like this, don't we? 
That's right, and then like, we all sun we in mean, uh, No, really. We in, we no, in really talks like Mary that, Poppins. do they? That's the problem. Do they? <laughs> I feel like they do. I feel like they do. I feel like they do. Do you think if you lived in Ireland or no. Scotland, you'd be a drinker? <laughs> what is this? How can I get? I want to uh, get you You know, I just don't sets. enjoy it. I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah, let's do enjoy. <laughs> Except for I mean, actually, that's not true. I don't know. Maybe decisions. if I grew up in Scotland. Yeah. I bet if you would. If you grew up in Scotland, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I have a lot, a lot well, of issues Scottish, with that thing. Scottish is also... Wait, go ahead. No. Why? Just what, that, what did like, I do? Did I, I can't tell offensive. if you're doing British or Scottish. Uh, I mean, English or Scottish. Oh, I, I was... Well, really? You can't tell? That was a, that was totally Scottish. Well, don't you remember? Were you in the play um, that we did the? Yeah, oh, Shadow Mr. Gallagher. Man. I don't think you By were. Sean O'Casey. Yes, I was. Shadow of a Goodman. Yeah, I was. Sean O'Casey. Huh? I played somebody's father. Who did you play? Oh, that's right. I remember I played like a. I had to wear like a. I was like a 60-something-year-old woman. I had to do like age makeup yes. and wear like a In fact, I remember a song suit. we made up while we were doing that play. Do you remember this song? Sinn Féin and Moyne, I love Mog Ebbage. And... <laughs> I don't know. I... What was Mog Ebbage? Was that man that was Melanie. Melanie Salvatore said Mog Ebbage. I love Mog Ebbage. That's all I remember. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, our our, our Dublin accents um, were were oh weren't they uh, weren't they so musical back then? Oh no, our accents and I'm sure to sure but they were so musical. Sure, but to back see then. six college age American college students I, doing their best Irish accents wasn't offensive <laughs> at all. Fucking <laughs> okay. um. Oh, Mr. Gallagher. Oh, Mr. Gallagher. I feel like you can't, you're not, if you're like a Caucasian based um, uh-huh. uh, country, if you're a Caucasian cis uh, gendered uh-huh. country, then oh, yeah. anybody I mean, can because you've you. ruined the earth. <laughs> you can do the accent, you can do whatever the Oh, fuck I see you what you're want. saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I wasn't worried. <clears throat> Yeah. Right, 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 right. And because you ruined the earth. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I who, mean, are, who did we offend? I mean, we just offend Irish people. Sean O'Casey. Accents are terrible. Not because it's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And not because we were just doing them. Um, do you remember that? that was what was Nigel the director's Warrington, name? Who? Nigel Warrington. Do you remember when I he told me, Missy Pyle. You've got oh. a behavior problem, don't, I don't you? Remember that. you? You've got. And a just to clarify, Nigel Warrington was I British. Remember, I was. I mean, he was English, so that is that is a correct accent for him. That's right. I mean, I think everybody could. Yeah, tell I just didn't that want that them to think that you were trying to do a, a British Irish accent because it was an Irish play. Gotcha. I don't think they yeah, will. Actually, Chris, everybody they were was like, like wow, that's, "That's Nigel Warrington." She's so good at theater director from Trinity College. <laughs> Missy Pyle. Missy Paul, you've got day. you've got a behavioural problem, don't you? Is that what they tell you? They tell you you've got a behavioural problem. That's because yeah. it's one of those moments that's seared in my brain as, um, and I thought that's interesting. Yeah, no, I remember ever told Nick me Martin. That. I remember Nick Martin. He really didn't you, like me. You just get away with murder, don't you? 
Uh, I don't remember that because it was wonderful. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing. But now I'm remembering it. Nicky Martin. He directed. Yes, um, he directed. Uh, when Real? we were freshmen at so Nick Nick Martin, who on Broadway directed stuff like the rehearsal with Francis Conroy. Well, I okay. So, so in <laughs> exactly. You're like Google. I'm a human Google. Human Google. In college, when we were freshmen, he directed the recruiting officer, um, which I was in okay. as a freshman, just playing a background actor. And oh, then right. he, when we were seniors, he directed Camino Real. Um, and I remember Nick Martin in a lot of different ways. One is he basically promised me I was going to get to play Gutman in Camino Real, and then I didn't. And then... Yes, and then he apologized he gave that to, to Stoney, me right? after the whole play was over for for not giving me that part, which was really annoying. And then in in New York, first year, first or second year after uh, we left college, he directed the rehearsal. I think that's what it's called. Uh, with no, he directed it with Francis Conroy. I believe our friend Clay Hopper was an assistant director on that, and and because I was this, I will. Oh yeah, we will have to go. Yeah, oh, we should sure. have Clay um, on the show. I will chalk this up to. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have like seven. Uh, I will chalk this up to uh, being young <laughs> and not and being rude, uh, which is. Mm-hmm. I saw the rehearsal with Francis Conroy, and I remember thinking like it was okay, and then I saw him at like a party or something, and was like, "Hey, I saw rehearsal." The rehearsal, and I remember I said something like, um, "Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It was, it was. I think you did a good job. Like, it was not a glowing. <laughs> it was a broad, a Broadway director yes. that you could potentially work with again. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, you did it. Yeah, it was okay. Or, or worse, the worst is when somebody sees you and then they go, hey, I saw you. Uh-huh. Um, I saw you <laughs> uh-huh. in Boeing, Boeing.'" And then they don't yeah. say anything. And you're like, oh, okay. So from that like, point on, yeah. Nick Martin was cold to me, which is probably fair. Uh, although to be, uh, I will say in my defense, we had hung out a, a lot when he was in college when I was a freshman in ways that, uh, I mean, I didn't hook up with Nick Martin, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like in ways that I would never do if I went to a college and like directed a show. <laughs> no, the 90s. We got to drink with the directors. We had, I remember one of our teachers came over to the house that I was staying, like Audra, myself, and Christy lived in this, like, oh, this house. Um, the one with the, like, I think wooden upstairs backstairs? Were, were like, some, it's kind of like on a little bit of a hill. Yeah. I don't know. It had a yard, yeah, though. Uh, I don't know. No. This is the one we, yeah, we lived in this one, and upstairs was, um, Toby Hooker right. and some other guys lived. Taryn? I can't remember. And anyway, one of our teachers came to our house for dinner. We drank a bunch of wine and he was like putting wigs on in the other room. And um, and we were all kind of like in the kitchen going, is he kind of, is he flirting with us? Like we were just like, ha ha ha. Like that shit would never teachers? fly. Now. What we're going to. We're gonna beep it out. I'm not gonna tell out. you who it is because we're on a podcast. Uh, let's see, because it's e- well, uh, his name. Well, oh, you name you have to know with, who it is. Does his name? Well, I think multiple he got of our trouble. teachers got into trouble. So do, does his name rhyme with Darth Vader? 
Okay. Because it, <laughs> yes. or does it r- um, rhyme with Darth? That what's Shmurry. funny? <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is we could do a podcast about how many yeah. people from our school um, got charged our with m- modern being, dance um, teacher sexual predators. Are <laughs> like <laughs> a, a Much yeah, and sorry. Wayne's Darth Darth Much and Darth Wayne's. <laughs> I think we could say we could say because they they went to trial, didn't they? But but yeah, I mean, it was like this is an art art school. Like uh, a lot of the um, the cliches about like that you see in movies and television, you're like, oh boy, that's really inappropriate. Like all that stuff was going on. Not with me. And I was never at these parties because I wasn't drinking. I know I didn't have any most most of this afterwards. Yeah, see, you missed out on a lot. I can, and I can't uh, tell you because I would like to give a recommendation <laughs> to you and to our listeners for a wonderful, amazing book that touches on all these that I wrote called the. I Bible. wrote. <laughs> it's 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 called Nicole Kidman <laughs> and the Hamwort School of Wizardry. Um, no, it's called Trust Exercise. <laughs> it won the National Book Award in 2019, I believe. And it is about an arts high school mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas. It's a, the book itself is kind of about um, uh, HSPVA, the art school in. Yeah, but it's not. Oh, it's not really? really? You know, What's they don't name it. They never say it's Houston. But like, we, I was reading it. I was like, oh, this is about Houston, and it's about those teachers kind of crossing those lines. It's it's a great great book. Trust Exercise by Susan Choi. If you listen to this podcast, you'll definitely have some interest in that book. If you listen to this podcast, please go to our GoFundMe Go Go um, page. So wait, let's catch up. You are currently, um, uh, or I mean, you're not current, but you're working in New Orleans. How how often are you allowed Orleans, to say yes. what you're working on? I can say what I'm working on. I'm just not supposed to give like, I think I'm not supposed you're to You're not give, supposed like, to right now. You're not supposed uh, to be like, you know. Reveal spoilers. <laughs> right. Well, I'm working on a Blumhouse movie. They have um, they have a deal with Epics for eight like low budget horror films that they're gonna do like a season, and they're all like full films, and they're all shot in New Orleans, and they're shooting in like 22 days. Um, Yeah, and so I play in this. I play a um, like sort of like a Karen type of character on steroids, which I probably played. I think that's how I can. I have afforded my homes. You were Karen Karens. before there were Karens. Yeah. Um, and I will say, um, somebody sent me a meme with my picture mm. from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. One of the pictures of me kind of like with my eyes big. Oh, and it says, can I yeah. speak to the manager? <laughs> and I'm, I just, you know, some people are our faces of certain <laughs> great movements and I'm right. the face. One of the faces uh, of the Karen movement. So I guess I want to say thank you to um, Tim Burton. And, uh, and uh, we'll see you look at public parks looking for barbecues to call the police on. <laughs> Classic Karen move. Um, that's exciting. You're in New Orleans doing a horror. Um, I mean, the Blumhouse. I'm in New Orleans. Blumhouse is a place it's that a, makes more of a thrillers thriller. and horror movies and is kind of one of the only places that they say has sort of like figured out how to make money making movies still. Well, they do that by not paying people very much money. That's well, how they figured it costs. out. 
Um, and they also, um, they're also, I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, when you get a Blumhouse, it's almost like HBO used to be that way too. I don't know if they still are. I think they still are where they kind of mm. just pay like a third less than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I'm less. sorry, two thirds yeah. less. <laughs> um, it's fun. I mean, it's fun, you know, it's, but they also only do a couple of takes of every, everything. Uh-huh. So it makes it go a little bit faster and our director's incredible. She's do you very, like very that? Do you like fast moving fast? And talented and has great ideas. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I mean, you're in driving life, in a, goes, in a like Porsche a fast mover. Carrera right now. I'm right. And I'm, I'm in a Cayenne right now. I will tell you um, before we um, finish up um, that I, I had a moment I, that I had a very sad moment. Um, and it's like, this is just a very odd profession. I, I did, just before the pandemic, I did a pilot for HBO. And it's the very mm. first time I've ever been cast in an HBO pilot. Love and him. I was working with Jay Duplass, who um, was the director. I love him. He's such a good director. It was a pilot with Bridget Everett. And I played her sister. And it was just like, it came out of nowhere. And it got picked up. And I worked with this incredible, the producers are just brilliant. And the dialogue was and and Jay's one of the best directors I've ever worked with, and it was like a dream come true. And he sent me a Twitter like message saying like I'm editing and I can't wait to write more for this character. It's so it was just she's fun. So then the pandemic happened, and then we got picked up during the pandemic, and they went to go. We were going to go shoot in Chicago in September of 2020, and then somebody wasn't comfortable, so they pushed it to April. And then in the meantime, I ended up getting mm-hmm. a job on Why the Last Man. And I had to make a decision between being a series regular, which was a series regular on HBO, and it was only six or seven episodes, and then doing five episodes for more money on this FX Hulu show where I didn't come in until episode four, but it was a better character in the sense mm-hmm. that you know I was meatier and I was playing a cult leader and it seemed like it was going to be this big, way big budget. And then, of course, that show which I had the best time acting on in my entire life. And I love the crew and the, I mean, the showrunner Eli Clark is brilliant, mm-hmm. but it just didn't, it wasn't a hit and it got, it got canceled before yeah. like my big episode. Uh, I mean, I would aired. say that that show was, was <laughs> and then, a recent stimulus for me to like have this conversation, to have this podcast because I saw your episodes on that show and was like, wow, this is, that's one of the best parts I've ever seen you do. Hundred percent. I mean, it, it's just devastating. Like I've been doing this for twenty eight years out out of school. I finally got the greatest role I've ever played. I had yeah. episode eight was all about my character. It was like a movie. I mean, it was a dream. I remember reading it and like having to put it down because I was like, I can't believe this. Someone's. I'm finally getting to do stuff that isn't a Karen, which I like yeah. playing Karens because it's like ridiculous and fun and silly, and they always get their comeuppance. But. This particular character was so multi-layered, and she wasn't who you thought she was. It was so wonderful. And then, of course, the show gets canceled. I get recast mm-hmm. in the HBO show, Somebody Somewhere, and it's like a critical darling. Aww. It's just got picked up for season two, and I'm sure they're going to all be, no- you know, that I don't know that my character would be, but like they're, it will probably be nominated for an Emmy next year, you know, and I'm just right. like, Fuck. And here I am, like, back kind of to the drawing board, kind of going, like, okay, well. And they're sending my tape from Why the Last Man, but nobody saw it, you know. And it's uh, it's just hard. And it's, it's hard. Like, your ego just goes, fuck. And I literally had a moment where I was like, 
I think I need Did to you have that me. moment in New <laughs> Orleans or, or Poor me. Yeah, and I I I was like, well, what do you want? You want the show to fail? And on some level you're like, yeah, you it, but then you're like, but it's I mean, that's show, very honest of Incredible. Me. <laughs> and, you know. Oh, well, I I mean, that's just like because then I I don't yeah. get to be a part of it. No, it's what you want is for the show to like be pretty good, but all the reviews are like the show is great except for the w- one actor is terrible. You know who should have yeah, you know who should have been in, the, in this the woman who played the cult leader in White right. Last Man. That would be a very oddly specific review. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm like, I get you know, I just and then I was like, I, I'm having a hard time. Like I'm I wanna watch it, but I'm kinda mm-hmm. like I'm not even sure I can. <laughs> um and and I obviously really cool, of course. You and you're working in New Orleans right. where Jay Duplass is from. Mark Wait, J. Duplass, Mark Duplass, J. Duplass. Oh, he's from New Orleans? Yes, yes. They're both from oh, But I can't remember brothers, if, you, so. if, you, <laughs> if you said you're working with J or Mark. You're working with J. J. Um, J. I'm working with J. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, it's uh, one of the uh, other reasons I wanted to do this podcast was to like highlight that it's... It, for people who want to be actors eventually, like... Uh, actually, this perfect... Like, perfectly closing the loop of something Nick Martin told me at school because I remember them. Mm -hmm. uh, We were talking about, Mm -hmm. I would say when we were in college, there was a feeling that like you and like Rick steer were going to do very well because y'all were like doing well in college. Like you were getting good parts in school and were. I feel like "Eh." you were getting really good. parts, But I wasn't one of the people that they were like, boy, they're really going to go far. And I remember Nick Martin saying, it doesn't really matter like where people are in their career, everybody is going to have a really hard time. <laughs> and, and um, everybody's going to have some like soul searching, right. difficult moment in acting. And that yeah. I would say most people, if they looked at your IMDb, they'd be like, wow, what an amazing career. But like, there's still hard moments and these impossible decisions. And also, I think um, something that people overestimate is you almost never, like, there's no level really where the actors have power. (laughs) No, and I'm noticing that too, as I'm, you know, as I'm, and I'm like, I really, really want to move into directing and, but I'm also like, God, it's so much fucking work. There's so much pre-work that you have to do and then you got to be there every, you know, 30 minutes before the crew and leave at the end of the night. You don't have a moment. Um, but I, I will say, like, as you say that, the soul searching and all that stuff, like, those are the moments, they suck and you don't really want them to happen, but those are the moments that you grow as a human, you know, that you kind of have to go. You don't want to be the person who's not invited to the party or who can't go to the party because they, you know, are sick or they're, you know, whatever. I don't know. I just think that, and it's the same in parenting, you know, it's like when you have a child who's strong-willed, or whatever, it, just, it forces you to actually have to grow to figure out how to deal with it and then you come out on the other side and you're like oh and that's why I wanted to talk about like failures as an actor too because like right now I'm I'm just having to kind of look at everything and kind of figure like how am I going to continue yeah. making money to support to support um, this to support this yeah, but also, alcohol like, what, the, what do I want to get me into uh, but also, yeah, I mean, it, 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 the perspectives are so interesting because to me, I'm like, I, it's not too far away from when me not having worked in a year. So like when you were like, remember that one time I didn't work for a whole year? And it's like, oh, <laughs> like. 
Right. Well, I think everybody, like, I don't, I didn't work mm-hmm. almost at all during 2020, but that was a different, yeah, I didn't work from, I didn't I mean, and that's the thing either. about not oh. having the schedule or anything is like, um, you know, I think one of the very frustrating things about acting is like, there's no um, grindstone for us to go just put in 40 hours of work if we wanted to, like it, if we wanted, right. I mean, even just to get the work, right. There's no way for me to just go out and be like, you know what? I really going to go out and with the equivalent of drive Uber for two weeks and get a job. Um, and also there's right. no way to guarantee that that turns into money. There's, there really is no like hours right. put in equals this. But you also, it's also sort of like, how, you know, it isn't just about money and success and how much, you know, but it's also sort of like, where are you? Are you getting joy? Are you, you know, are you, how's your, how do you feel? Like, because it's also spending those hours on something that enriches yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I spend, you know, those hours retouching my headshot over and over. And that gives me <laughs> joy. <laughs> Could you make, take a picture of me right now? Have this that would be headshot. perfect. Wait, hold on a second. Screenshot and perfect. Okay. Hold on. That's going to be great. It's going to be low be resolution great. webcam right. quality. <laughs> you know what? At, uh, I'm going to retouch the shit. Let, let's I'm put just your to face mark on top the progression of, of the, the profession. Uh, at least we don't have to go out mm-hmm. and spend $1,100 on headshots anymore where a guy takes them on film and they give you like a wax pencil and you're like... <sighs> I don't know. I'll circle this one and this one, and then you have to go to modernage <laughs> or uh, reproductions. Oh my god! Reproductions, reproductions to get them touched up, and then I, I worked for a photographer for a while, and this guy would come in to retouch mm-hmm. them, and he used an exacto knife, and he would the actual picture, and then you would take that picture and reproduce it. That's how old we were. And yes. then they would They'd, chisel uh, it out of stone. The guy would put the little curtain over his head and then a flash of sulfur just... <laughs> and then a daguerreotype from the Civil War. it would be like, I can play Antigone in my best Australian That's accent. Right. <laughs> oh. No, keep hey, New Zealand. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, this has Fuck been off. Freelance Pretend. Uh... Um, and we're going to have Hi, talking about actors. We're going to have guests. We're going to have us. other guests. We're going to eventually other than talk to us. non-actors. <laughs> we're going to talk to people who have failed in all sorts of ways. Um, the only people we're not going to talk about um, is talk to are people who have never, who've only succeeded. I don't think we're not interested. In yeah. We're not going to talk people. to any of those people. But you know all those people that are like super successful. You kind of, I mean, they all have like personal bullshit. Yeah, so, so we we're gonna we're gonna get well, very successful people. Never mind. And come on and just grill them about their personal lives. <laughs> Where are your failures? Well, this has been fun. We'll see you all next right. time. Bye. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Freelance Pretend with Missy Pyle and Chris Grace. This show is a production of Invisible Treats, and today's episode was edited by Eric Michaud. The intro music is Happy Guitars by Ilya Truhanov, with vocals by Chris Grace. And the outro music is Cabana by Peter Spacey, both courtesy of Artlist.io. You can reach us on email at freelancepretend at gmail.com, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>